Hey guys, are you looking for the next piece of ghost hunting equipment that will really help you out on your next investigation? If so, I'm sure you're familiar with Ghost Stop. If not, you should really check them out. They have everything you could ever need on your journey into the unknown. And if you visit WisconsinCaps.com and click on the Ghost Stop banners, any purchase you make on their website, Caps gets a commission. You don't pay a penny more than shopping on their website directly, but you do help us out with every purchase you make from our link. Visit WisconsinCaps.com and click on the Ghost Stop banner to get everything from night vision cameras, EVP recorders, infrared lights, spirit boxes, and so much more at a really great price. Welcome to the official Cryptids Anomalies and the Paranormal Society's podcast. I'm your host, Barnaby, and you're listening to Whispers from the Dark. Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of Whispers from the Dark. Today we are continuing our conversation with Rob. So I get thinking on this culpa, and it, and it really helps there, my, my brain really wants to go towards a skinwalker. Ooh, now see, I don't think that those two are the same thing at all. See, but I... Does it have to be two different things? Or could it, could it just be a, an understanding that's being blended between the two of them and we just don't understand? Well, here's, here's where I'm at on that. If we're talking about the Tulpa being... Yeah, I, I, I really don't think that they're the same thing because when you look at the history and the lore of both entities, um, your your skinwalker is a Native American uh, legend. Um, the, but that's what the people of that area say it is. Right, but you do not have that legend anywhere else. What? You know, you don't have that up in you know Wisconsin or anything. Here we have Wendigos. And you don't have those anywhere else. You know, this is just down in, in Utah that the actual skinwalker legends come from. We technically don't have them up in, or we didn't. I mean, like, when you're talking about, like, the, the Native American history and that, you don't have skinwalkers up here. And your tulpa is a completely different uh, creature. It doesn't have the same uh, background or history or anything. Uh, tulpa is something that manifests whatever you're thinking, whereas a skinwalker is a human that can transform into an animal. So it's not. I don't can't think that you are, I don't. I think, I think that you're missing a a, a a a core principle here, and that you said it right out loud. Is that the tulpa manifests itself to be whatever you're thinking, and when you take a look at groupthink or culture mentality if you have a a local lore in which this stuff is happening this and, and people are are gathering around this thought then you're only giving whether we're going to call it a topa or not 
this energy that or whatever it is that needs to be manifested power to be what that group thing or think is. Does that make sense? So it does not matter if it's a skinwalker, if it's Bigfoot, if it's Mothman, if it's um, uh, if it's a Wendigo, if you have a culture, if it's Baba Yaga, if you have a culture that has based its belief around a particular paranormal being, then you're giving that concept energy to manifest itself. Okay, but where did that concept come from first? Because if a tulpa uses your energy and your focus to manifest, it didn't manifest that to begin with. You still have to look back further. Uh, you could have a, a tulpa that manifests as a skinwalker, but the legend of the skinwalker has to come first. Not necessarily. That's a that's a chicken and the egg kind I of. I was just question. thinking that, yeah. Which came first, the tulpa or the skinwalker? <laughs> or is I, it, or I is think it both. I mean the the art everybody wants to break things down into a black and white scenario and we often forget that it's more than that. You can't have white without black. You cannot have on without also understanding that there's off. So maybe you can't have the tulpa or the local legend without each other. Maybe it didn't start out, maybe somebody was brain was just a particular individual and certain energies at the, at the time and the mindset of an individual caused something to happen. They shared a story with somebody else and then it starts to create its own story. You understand what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I still think that even even if you're on the right trail with all that, you still have two totally different beings. You could have, like I said, a tulpa that became a skinwalker, but I still think that you have skinwalkers of their own and tulpas of their own. I don't think that they're one and the same completely. Because when you're when you're talking about the broad spectrum of all that stuff of all the different creatures and everything, if you're you're going into this um, as thinking that a tulpa is just manifesting whatever, then you could fall under the category of of everything that's unknown is a tulpa, and I don't I don't believe that because they're just there's too many things like that interact differently and I'm not saying that a tulpa couldn't do that but there's there's got to be too many different variables that one thing can't explain at all you know or to stick with my side it's each each culture or each each subculture wants to believe that they have their own story and they don't want to open their eyes to maybe it could be something of bigger picture. Possible. Do you are you, you you're googling stuff right now? Did you happen to look up where the the tulpa actually started? Like what the history of that was? Or I've not. Okay. See, I I'm familiar with the concept in that, but I haven't had 
a deep dive into it to see like where that whole mythos and you know story and lore all came from I mean I know the the logic of it and what it is how it works but I I don't know where it originated if that was a Native American thing or if that's a world thing and that's something else that you have to look at because you know going back to Sasquatch Sasquatch is everywhere um, you know Australia, South America, North America, everywhere has this. In all these different cultures and tribes, they all have history and lore about a giant hairy creature in the woods. Now, that's great. So if you have a tulpa, do you still have a tulpa all over the world? Or did that start somewhere small, like we're talking about like the skinwalker? Maybe a tulpa was only ever discussed by, you know, like people in New York, you know, or Native Americans in New York area or whatever. You know what I mean? And I, I don't know for sure where, like I said, where it came from, but just as an example. So you have the Skinwalker down in, in the Utah area and that, and the Tulpa was only up in the, the you know, New England area or whatever. But, so... Well, to, I don't believe that it takes much, I, I shouldn't say much, it doesn't take a very active imagination to... A, a large hairy of anything, being or creature of anything in the woods. It's almost natural when you, when you think about it. So what lives in the woods are creatures, what, what are creatures or animals on this planet have for um, and, and, and then, you know, what's scary? Something much larger than you. So the brain starts to create this story. And, it, you know, there's, there's billions of people on this planet. For you to think that you're special is absolutely ridiculous and for um, for you to not think that you're special is ridiculous so I don't want to discount that but it would it's not out of the concept that I wouldn't discount the fact that other people on this planet could come up with the same thing human beings ultimately are not really original <laughs> but oh I believe that there's some basis behind, there's more basis behind the manifestation theory than supernatural. Why wouldn't you class it as the same? Why is supernatural not manifestation? Well, I mean, if, let's take a look at the of the word supernatural. Supernatural is only supernatural until you begin to understand it. Until you start to break it down into and 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 give it some justification and, and understanding as to what you're looking into. I mean, and until we had an understanding of electricity, that was magic. That was supernatural. Um, there are groups nowadays, um, you know, that uh, the goal the Cult of the Golden Dawn, yeah. Order of the Golden Dawn. They practice magic, but not in the sense of magic that you understand. You, not everything has to be Harry Potter to be um, to be magic. You, understand, you know what I mean? Yeah. The they practice a magic in the sense that if you will yourself enough to do this or to do this, get up every day at seven a.m. You know, do this, do this. 
you can manifest your success, right? There's different understandings of the word of the word manifest and magic. Gotcha. Yeah. So you start to understand what supernatural means, and maybe manifestation is not as supernatural as we believe it to be. Maybe it's under it's just something that we just like paranormal, supernatural. It's just something we don't quite understand yet. Well, I think that pulls us around to energy. Oh, what do you got? Oh, she's waving at me over here. <laughs> thinking. <laughs> she's thinking and her arm spasmed, apparently. Because <laughs> everybody has that happen. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, with the manifesting in that, you, you have energy. We were talking about how everything is energy. So, if you can manifest using the energy and direct things how you want based on intention because I was I was doing some research on like magic and stuff like 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 what you were talking about with the manifesting in that and whatever you do is basically symbolism and intent so if you want something to happen you you pick corresponding things that represent what you want to happen and then you concentrate your intent on what it is that you want to happen and then that's basically how I think for the most part people uh, view magic or whatever is this this intent and how you manifest it correct and uh, I mean you bring up a really good point and um, well where I kind of wanted to take this conversation is um, meditation practice. Do you meditate? I do. You do? I do. So, I mean, you understand that giving yourself enough um, will or intent to do something um, can bring about a lot more success than just sometimes setting forth to just do it, right? Yeah. And I would call it maybe supernatural or you know, maybe undiscovered at this point, but there's a lot of science, pseudoscience maybe, I could call it, into um, into energy and rocks, lighting, wavelengths, um, you know, sense, and, and there's a lot of things that can give your brain the, um, or your personality, you, as it might be, um, the willpower, the energy to manifest your needs and your wants. And I I'm um I really feel that meditation has a has a a good um basis in helping you to manifest and, and create what you need to get done in your in your life. Uh, I have severely derailed where I was trying to bring this to. There's a recent research that, that talks about the difference between the, the conscious and the subconscious. And when they, they, they took the brain and they, with particular individuals, they, because they were having, I don't want anyone to think that this was super, um, like, inhumane to humans. These people were having strokes and, and they needed to separate the brain from left and right in order for this person to go on living. And miraculously, they, they, they learned, as they, as they thought, that the left and the right brain don't necessarily talk. And that you can go on living a normal life when you, when you surgically disconnect the left from the right side of the brain. 
for what science, unfortunately, or I shouldn't say unfortunately, um, found by accident, as a lot of science does find, is that um, when they would cover, let's say your right eye is connected to the left side of your brain, the left eye is connected to your right side of the brain. Um, then you have logic and emotion or art and, and, and logic-based thinking. Uh, when they would cover one side of their eye and look at the screen that they saw was a nut, um, they would not see this nut. They would say, I see the color brown. Uh, okay. And, well, now what do you see? I, I see a sky. Well, it's not the sky. It's just the color blue we're showing you on the screen. And um, so then they would, <coughs> they took the, the experiment further and they would show a picture of, you know, something on the screen while they had their hand in a box with a bunch of items. And they would say, um, what, do you, what do you see on the screen? Well, I see green. Well, that's not green. It's, um, it's this. It's a, uh, it's a, like a green kush ball. You know what a kush ball is? Yeah. And they would say it's a green kush ball. Um, well, no, it's not. I just see the, the, the color green. And they and then come to find out from the camera in the box, they say, well, why are you holding a green kush ball? And they say, and the person would have no idea that they were subconsciously grabbing the thing that was on the screen, even though they only saw the color green out of one eye because it could not see the logic behind the picture. It only saw the, uh, the color from its right side of the brain. So through this, um, this research, they had found that the you have a difference in level of thinking between your conscience and your subconscious forms of thinking. And the, the conclusion behind this um, that they accidentally found is that your higher level of thinking may or may not be your subconscious. And so as you were saying before, you need to bring, you need to create um, intentions uh, what was what was that? Uh, what was your statement there? For you have to put intent behind what you're trying to manifest. Yeah. So you want you have to create this intent behind what you're trying to manifest. And what science was was looking at was that um, essentially, as we or I as it may be, um, I'm not the driver. I am the input for the driver. And I have to will and intend uh, things enough time before the subconscious wants to actually take over and make those choices as a routine. Um, and so it would not surprise me to, to uh, I wouldn't say it's too far off, Go, talking back about how a corporation can be a living mindset and a group can be a living mind. Uh, you know, it's just a culture of people in a city, and then let's say a culture like Americans. It would not surprise me that if you have somebody putting forth enough will and intent that they are manifesting through, uh, enough people are doing it as a collective, they are manifesting these things on a larger scale that they don't quite understand until whatever energy is in this world, whether it be some paranormal being or just something that we don't quite understand yet is giving this enough power, um, whether it be through water, rocks, or whatever 
pseudoscience science that you want to follow until we're creating these things that are a mind of its own. Whether that be Bigfoot on a large scale or if you're talking about a skinwalker which is only residing on how many acres. So then with that in, in fact, do you think that you're manifesting these things into actual existence or are they just a figment of your thought? Like, can they now manifest things? Do you know what I mean? Like, if, if a person can think and manifest a Bigfoot, is Bigfoot a figment of your imagination and you're seeing it because you manifested it? Or now is Bigfoot a actual uh, another brain that can manifest something that it thinks about? We're getting a little bit too big picture here, but I mean, what, what's stopping Santa Claus, God, and other things from existing? And the fact that we have talked about it enough and given it its own lore, does it not exist in, in concept? True. So I want to go back and um, here's here's one thing that's always bothered me is that when and this is still on the same topic even though it's kind of veering off a little bit here. Um, whenever you hear people talking about like uh, you know I saw a demon or I saw a dog man or the Mothman or some bad creature and they always invoke the name of the Lord or Jesus and the thing backs off and goes away, right? So I'm trying to figure out, you know, what power, because I'm, I'm looking at this, you know, again, from more of a scientific point than uh, a religious belief system, you know? So at what point, why would Jesus or God, uh, and invoking that name, have any implication on a physical or even a... Um, non-physical creature and here's what I kind of came up with <laughs> you and you I'm on the phone here sir. How rude. here's what I came up with and this is how it ties in if your energy and your intent is like what we said is is what's causing these manifestations and to do things so what's the most powerful energy that you can have if not belief so if you believe in God or Jesus or whatever and you're using that belief as an energy source to fuel your intent of getting rid of whatever is harassing you the demon the ghost the the Bigfoot the whatever and you say in in God's name I repel you and it doesn't matter really what you say. Your intent is that with this energy of my belief, you're going to go away. Yeah, you know, I think we're getting... You're going to have a lot of dead spots just cut out. <laughs> nope, they're staying in because I'm too lazy to find them all. <laughs> oh, good, wonderful. Yeah. Yep. I will go away. I just they don't exist. We've just kind of 
we've been believing that they're here the whole time. They don't exist. They don't exist, yep. It's intent. Blame it on the moon. Blame it on the moon, people. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so, but yeah, like, for the people who, you know, believe in, in, in God and stuff like that, it's not like... Like, I'm not saying that that doesn't exist or whatever, but it doesn't matter. What matters is that, you know, your your intent doesn't change because you're, you want the thing to go away. You believe that invoking this name is going to uh, create the intended response, and thus you're sending that energy. Another example of that is, you know, like like everybody says, you know, if you're in a, in a bar, okay, and you're staring at somebody from across the bar, that person feels like they're being stared at, they feel like they're being watched, they look around, they see that you're staring at them, you know? So what you're doing is you are, you're, you're pushing that energy at that person, you're directing it. So now with just that in mind, you add the belief of this power, you can see how even if the name of the Lord or, or Jesus doesn't affect these creatures, it's the same way as staring at them with a lot of power. You're willing your energy behind it to to push these these bad entities in your mind away. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. I, I can't... Uh, I don't... I wouldn't say I'm not I'm intelligent enough to try and bring this uh, conversation to a, a crescendo and a, and a, and a conclusion. Um, but I guess for me, it gets to the point where, and we bring up in philosophy Pascal's Wager, is that the, the, the Pascal's Wager, for those who don't know, is the um, the coming of understanding that it's, it's more beneficial to believe in God than it is to not believe in God. Because uh, there's nothing that would hurt you otherwise. So, um, I mean, in, the, in essence, I would give manifestation, uh, whether or not it can do anything, does not seem as if it can... I wouldn't say that it would be harmful to believe in it. Do you understand what I mean? Yes. It's more benefit. You don't lose anything by believing in the fact that you can put place positive energy on something. Right. There's another um, another guest that I'd like to have on here, and uh, hopefully I'll get to, to have him on as well. But real briefly, I want to touch on, on something that he was talking about and why he wants to come on. But he believes that he can heal people. And... You know, like, it's it's all done through energy. So just by thinking that you can heal someone, you can transmit that thought into that person without even being near them. And his, his theory behind that as well is that, you know, in the Bible, Jesus, as a real person, did this. And he'd lay their hand, he'd lay his hands on someone and heal them. And he says, you know, you have the power to do this too. So he's not saying that, you know, Jesus is doing anything that you can't do. He's literally telling you that you have the power to heal using energy. And that's, that's where this, the whole conversation is, is going with that. So I think that's very interesting 
you know, another manifestation of energy and thought and everything is that you could actually heal yourself or others just by thought. Well, you let me know when this individual um, tries to start a church because this is going pretty culty really quick and uh, I'll be interested in joining just for just for the sake of science. <laughs> I'll do that. He, uh, he's actually looking at doing motivational speaking. So... <laughs> well, I'll, I'll let you have an update here in a few weeks just to see how it went. But I was... Uh, I went to, to brunch on Sunday with the father-in-law, and we went. We were getting back in the car. Some random guy comes up to my door, knocks on my door, and goes, "Yeah, I noticed you have a bum foot. Can I lay my hands on it and try and, and say a prayer and heal and give you some energy for healing?" So I, it's not something I haven't heard of, uh, and we'll see how my foot does in about two weeks. If it heals faster, and I return, unfortunately, back to work sooner than I wanted to. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds and, like and the I'm same guy. Then maybe I might be looking into a little bit more, um, you know, of that type of pseudoscience or un unknown sciences that we're looking into. It's called holistic sciences, I guess. Holistic, yep. Yeah. Is it uh, Reiki? I always pronounce it wrong. Is it is is what Reiki. like a lot of that is? Is the the energy of healing and stuff? Um, it's pretty interesting. So we, we have another whole topic that I want to have you uh, uh, talk about, and I think we're out of time for this episode. So we're going to have you back on again real soon, and we want to talk about... What's that? Oh, joy. I get to do this all over again with you wonderful people. Definitely, yeah. We want to talk about um, the year that you weren't in the U.S., and uh, I think that that's a really interesting time. The experience. Time. The experience. Yeah, the experience. Yeah. So uh, for those of you listening at home, uh, look forward to that because, and and definitely we are just scratching the surface of half the stuff that me and you talk about at work. So we definitely uh, need to make sure that we get you back on and, and cover some more stuff because I think that you have a lot to offer and, and a lot to talk about and ideas and that. So. Um, so I hope everyone listening enjoyed the episode. I think we did. Sure. Sure. Your sure. wit is always just so exhaustingly surprising, Ma. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, I really want to thank you for coming on and discussing this. And um, making the time. Privilege. The privilege or the, the uh, honor is mine, sir. <laughs> so uh, for all you listening, let us know what you thought of the episode. Uh, if you enjoyed having Rob on. Uh, if you have any questions for Rob or anything, uh, leave those in the comments and uh, shoot us an email. Uh, you'll have all that information coming up in a couple seconds here at the end of the show, how to contact us. So until next time, I'm Barnaby. I'm Ma. And I'm Rob, and we are The Collective. <laughs> we'll see you next time, guys. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. To find out more about cryptids, anomalies, and the Paranormal Society, visit our website at wisconsincaps.com. That's wisconsincaps.com. 
There you can find links to our YouTube and Facebook pages. You can also submit your sightings and encounters. And don't forget to check out our online store for t-shirts, DVDs, and more. If you have had an encounter with something unexplained in or around Wisconsin, we would love to hear about it. You can send us an email at wisconsincaps at gmail.com or to submit an anonymous report, visit our website and click Report Your Encounter on the main page.